What's happening, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Christian Hansen Show. I'm Christian Hansen, and this is my podcast. Welcome to it. It is episode 45, and today's guest, the blues man himself, the man behind Buddy Guy Radio, Pat Quinn. It was fun. I talked to him a couple months ago, actually, and I'm just releasing it now um, because, you know, I I feel like I have to, right? Um, I did the interview with him right at the same time that I was, you know, making the decision as to continue my blues-specific podcast or merge it into this one. And I've made that decision to merge it. So I'm releasing the interview now. The stuff in the interview, there are some stuff that might be uh, dated, right? That might be uh, time-sensitive info, meaning dates may not line up. Things are not current, so if anything crazy happened um, since the day of that interview, that would be, uh, you know, potentially relevant to a conversation about the blues, you're not going to hear anything in there about it. Case in point, the Chauvin incident, right? Blues is a genre built on the backbone of African-American culture, history. That was a big conversation within the community, right? Um, and so uh, none of that stuff is mentioned in here about it. Um, we might have touched on the incident, but obviously nothing in there about the verdict and how we feel about, you know, the outcome of it. But uh, anyways, Pat's a really good friend of mine. I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to call him a friend. He's my blues brother. He's old enough to be my dad. I'm 25. He's, you get, you get how old he is, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I was, it's always great talking to him. He, he's an incredible person and he is the man uh, running Buddy Guy Radio Um Endorsed by the legend himself, Buddy Guy, Mr. George B. Guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, at the time of the interview, I was actually working on a documentary with uh, an incredibly gifted and talented man by the name of Connor Court um, uh, called 594 Miles from Chicago. Um, not only is the distance 594 miles from Chicago... The, it's the distance from, like, I think it's Clarksdale, Mississippi, to Chicago. Um, and and it's, a, it's a project that focuses on the history of Chicago blues. It's an archived history of Chicago blues in a way that's never been done before by an incredibly gifted in, uh, individual, uh, sound engineer and guitar technician, Connor Court. I was able to assist on the film. Uh, for a little bit of time, I did a couple interviews that will be in the documentary. I did an interview with Carlos Johnson, Lindsey Alexander, uh, blues legends uh, like Jimmy Johnson, stuff like that. I've, d- I've done a couple interviews, and um, I'm really blessed to have my name attached to, to this historic project that Connor uh, is doing. Um, he's remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Uh, Greg and Vicky Guy. Are, were a part of it or are a part of it and uh, my buddy Pat Quinn he was a part of it too me and him kind of uh took the exit on it uh for for some reason or another life happens we get caught up in our you know our projects our work and it becomes invasive right it become it invades everything we do and you know our our, our brain can only handle so much we don't have a capacity up there of a billion terabytes you know, we're like a hard drive, right? There, there comes a limit of what we can intake. 
unless you control all delete certain things, but that's hard to do. You become attached to things, right? Like I'm attached to so many weird shit. Like I can't throw stuff away. And that was the thing. It was like podcast or film. And I love my podcast so much. I love the film so much, but it's like, what am I going to do? The film's going to come out. It's, it's going to be amazing. And it is, but it's like the pocket, this is, this is, I podcast is mine. I, I have mine. So it was, it was a tough decision. Um, and you know, I, I don't feel good about it, but I, I'm really happy with where I am with the podcast, but I'm not happy with where I am mentally. And I think a lot of it had to do with the decision of, you know, not being a part of that film anymore. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling with that every day. It, it affects me deeply. Um, to the point of where I break down. I mean, the blues is my all-time favorite genre. It to not be working or be a part of the film no longer is very hurt, hurtful in many ways. Um, but uh, now I'm getting all upset. But anyways, this, is, uh, this was a fun, fun conversation with my buddy Pat. See, I should have never went down this rabbit hole where... <laughs> I, I, I'm working myself up over something that I have no control over, and uh, I do that a lot. I don't know why, but I do it, and I'm doing it right now. But uh, anyway, uh, my conversation with Pat, I've said it once, I've said it a billion times, was phenomenal. You can visit uh, the radio station that he's the voice of. You can go to BuddyGuyRadio.com to find out more information about the show, about Pat, and about the greatest blues, in my opinion, Chicago blues man, buddy guy without further ado this is me doing the thing with my friend my blues brother pat quinn could you believe it's been it will be a year since we talked in two weeks you know it's funny i was thinking about that it just goes by so fast it was a year ago this wednesday that i flew out to boston to get my son um, and it, you know, and, and it had just started to happen um, a week ago last week. And I just gotten home from Mexico after Crazy. being in Mexico for a week. And there was nothing. I mean, there was nothing going on there COVID wise right. in Mexico. Everybody was just having it was just like a regular vacation. Right. Um, and then we came back. And then the week between that and the week of going out to get my son, who was actually relocating, got a new job mm-hmm. uh, back here in Chicago. It was like. We, we, we landed, I landed on St. Patty's Day and I'm like in Boston, they're Irish. I'm like, good, let's go, let's go get a beer and some food. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing open. Everything yeah, is literally crazy. shut down. And they didn't even have curbside yet. Well, a small fraction of places did. But other than that, no, it, it you know, there was nothing to be done. So we just stayed at his house for three days. There you go. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Tuesday, I don't remember, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's all Thursday. Blair. It is, man. It literally is. And here we are a year later and it's like. Did we really, did that really last? I know. Well, I think it's we're like, still in it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to my interview that I did with Dennison because he was the, mm-hmm. in on March yeah. 30th. That's the, that was the first episode I did mm-hmm. and just, I re-listened to it and he, me and him were like, you know what, man, this has been a horrible two weeks, but you know what? We're going to get through it. We got a couple more days. We should be opening. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Nobody knew. <laughs> Everybody was hopeful. So, but and I heard I heard that there's some people are talking about um, uh, off the air, so to speak. Yeah. Off the record, I should say, are still trying to talk about putting the blues fest together. I really hope, man, because I'm excited. Oh. Aurora is supposed to have that blues fest, and um, because I, yeah, I, I still bought have tickets, tickets for it, I still have Me too. tickets. I still have tickets for it. They said they'd be good for June or whatever, so we'll see. Yeah, the one with Buddy and Kenny, Kenny Wayne, Wayne and Samantha. Yeah. The, 
that's going to be a hell of a show. It is. And there was like two two nights or three nights. I don't remember. I don't it was know. Friday, but it's, Saturday, I don't but even I care if it's. Nights. I don't even care if it's. 30 minutes of a night. I I don't, I mean, I don't. I'm just hoping to see live music uh, and, and uh, hit the big stages again. You know, but you and, can't. Guess who's coming to Aurora a few weeks now? Sam Fish. You know, that's the weird thing. I found out about that from a friend after the fact, and I went to get tickets, and it's like, I didn't even hear she was coming. She's playing at the Piazza. Piazza. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to see if I'll, I'll, I'm looking around, trying it's to see nice if I can find some tickets, but um, yeah, I've heard it's a really cool place. Yeah, so um, that's exciting. I'm, I'm like we just saw Anthony Gomes. A couple How was of weeks it? Ago. It's good. Oh man, he was, he was killer. But that place, that Brower House, they had another show coming on after him, like a DJ or something. Yeah, that's usually how it um, works. They cut him off. They wouldn't even let him finish. The, the opening band came out at the wrong time, yeah. which cut yeah. into his show. Which, as they were getting ready to come out and do their encores, they cut him off. They're wow. like, "That's it. You're done. You're not going back out." I was going out on stage to bring him back on, and I'm like, and they're like, and I'm like, ouch. Yeah, and I'm like, the band's right here. They're ready to go one or two more songs. And they're like, no, no, they're not. They're done. And then they started kicking everybody out. Hey, everybody, the show's over. Everybody leave the building. And I'm like, what? So we've got tickets to see um, Ali Venable. Yes, I'll be there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a good show. Um, Looking forward to seeing her and meeting her. Um, But um, and then she's I don't know if if she's coming back there again. I saw two different dates, one in May, one in May and one in April. Yeah. March or April, not March, April, whatever it was. But maybe it was the May show, whatever. I don't know. You know what? Here, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, I'm excited though because she's a. I, I was be able a lot to of talk fun. to her and and yeah. you know her music has gotten really. Kenny Wayne Shepherd's even on a on one of the tracks off her new album. Yeah, man, and so is Devin Allman. Yeah, it's crazy. That is cool as heck. All right, so I've got. Oh, it is May 14th. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're right. May 14th. Um. Had a nice call with Shamika Copeland out in California yesterday. She's great. How was it? She is. Oh, she's awesome as get go, man. Her little guy, Johnny, was running around the kitchen like wreaking havoc. He's uh, four years old, I think. Ooh, about four years old. That's so, tight. Yeah, he was. He, but she was cool, man. Um, her and I have been trying to put together a takeover show. Wow. Oh, wow. Since probably last summer. Give no or take. Kidding. Um, wow. You know what's funny? Um, and I don't know why Messenger does this. Um. I've seen a lot over the last 12 months where Messenger will just delete six months worth of your messages. I know. With, I don't get Without it. warning. And so she had messaged me a while back, maybe late summer, early fall, whatever. Mm-hmm. She had reached out to me saying, hey, how do I get on this takeover thing? And I'm like, well, as long as it doesn't get you in trouble with serious radio. She's like, <laughs> she's like, nah, come on. I want to be on Buddy Guy. And I'm like, okay. She sent me her personal number. And she's like, obviously, don't hand this out to anybody. But this is my right. number. You can reach me on. No problem. The next day I went to call her and the number was gone. Oh, the whole man. message, the whole thread, and and like a month or two worth of messages going back, just deleted. So I kept reaching out to her, reaching out to her. Then the holidays came, and I didn't want to bother her during that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she surfaced again in January, and and messenger did it again. The very next day, the message was gone, wow. and like an idiot. So you know, like I said, I couldn't, I didn't write it down right away. I'm like, oh, okay, it's back. I'll call her in the morning. Well, she messaged me yesterday. I was talking about her, and. Uh, I messaged her back and she literally like two seconds later, she was right back at me. Mm-hmm. She lives in Oceanside, which is just north of San Diego. Okay. So um, she was like, yeah, she goes in and she goes, you're a mortgage guy, right? And I'm like, yeah, she goes, we're going to be looking to buy a house this summer. So wow, I'll, there you go. I'll call you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that'd be cool. So not anyways, in Indiana. So, no, no. <laughs> she's buying out in California on Kelly. She's not. Yeah. She's not yeah I was going to say, I don't, hey, I'm not speaking a, for her in any way. I don't, smart, I don't know. Yeah. No, but I, I believe she's buying out there. 
Yeah, but, that's um, great. Man. Yeah, so we got everything worked out. I sent her everything she needed for, um, we talked for about 15, 20 minutes. Wow. Real, real fine, really nice on the phone. A lot of fun, uh, extremely upbeat. Um, and she was telling me about how she's doing her show there at home, that she she does her whole weekly show every day, yeah. her daily show on Sirius every morning. I told her, I listen. She goes, I'm like, Shh, don't tell Buddy. I said, but I do listen to your to your show. I said, it's it's kind of cool. Um, uh, just for this, just for, you know, just to hear what she has to say. Sure. Um, you know, I'm Johnny Copeland's daughter, man. I'm a Texas guitar slinger. So, right. um, but yeah, so she was all about getting on the show. She was all positive. And That's awesome. Like, I mean, yeah. So I think she, I'll hopefully have her recorded. We're going to record it uh, like this during Zoom uh, this week, one night this week. Yeah. Um, get all her insight on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm already doing as much research as I possibly can. Um, to, to so you know so we have some good things to talk about right. and then uh, I'm curious to see what music she plays yeah no it should be I mean that should be good I'm interested in that you know the crazy thing is too is I feel like since the last time we've we we, we talked I feel like uh, for you the whole blues journey has gone from one extreme to another extreme just right. in the past year I mean for those not for yeah, those who aren't aware, this is yeah. For those who aren't aware, this is a blues man, Pat Quinn. Uh, he does blues radio. Um, he's 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 huge in supporting the blues and has been for a while. And right. uh, it, it's he he's not in it for for uh, an ulterior motive. He's in it because it's it's truly what he loves and something that he cares deeply about, which is different than someone who's just trying to collect a check every every so often uh, to pay the bills. This is a man who really uh, loves the music through and through, and is a about supporting and preserving the history of, of the genre in itself for Thank for you, you what that's, has that's it that's true that's yeah that's i mean it is the truth though i mean there's no like it's it's not like you're doing it because you're like oh i, I gotta do it because i said i'd do it you're doing it because no. you, you really want to do it and there's that's that's a huge right. difference um for for yeah. you since the last time we talked talk a little bit about some of the exciting stuff that's happened over there with the blues oh uh, man uh, um, projects that you are involved well, right now okay um, there's all kinds of good things going on. I mean, the station now we've been on the air, um, since December of 19. So we're 15 months in, in, in counting as we're going along. The listenership is mm. I mean, when we first came on the air, Christian, uh, first month, we might've had a couple thousand listeners. Then it jumped up. That's a lot though, still. Yeah. And then it jumped up to like 20,000 listeners. Oh my in February. Gosh. And then in, in March, uh, which, because we were, you know, uh, putting it out there and, and advertising it and, right. and whatnot, uh, supporting it out there with the, with his January residency shows. All of a sudden by March, it jumped up to 300,000. Uh, you know, then again, these are worldwide numbers. So wow. people listening, Still, that's uh, a lot. clicking on the Holy station cow. from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And as of now, we are well North of a million listeners. A month, month? a month. You're kidding. It have been for several months. Oh my gosh. How does that yeah. happen? I mean, you got, you got a hell of a team over there. Well, you know, it, it, we're a small team. When, when it, but a mighty all, all things can, yeah. And um, but the shows, uh, I mean, there's there's all kinds of really good positivity. And really, I got to thank all the fans and the listeners and the street people. Um, you know, the team putting it out there that people are telling other people are telling other people. Right. Um, at the Anthony Gomes show, we were just talking about. I was mentioning it to to probably about fifteen or twenty different people who weren't even aware. There was a buddy guy radio. Wow. And before the end of the night, as we were walking out, I was saying goodnight to Anthony. Several groups of people came up and were like, man, how, how do we find the station? Can we get your card? You know, we're going to start telling all our friends. So that's really how it kind of happens. It's just, um, you know, uh, people telling other people and putting it out there and sharing. And then, you know, obviously social media has had a huge impact on getting the numbers out right. there. 
Um, we've got friends and listeners as far away as the Netherlands, Brazil, um, Ireland, um, all over the states. Literally, I got friends and family as far away as California, Washington State, Canada, um, oh, wow. Mexico, uh, Brazil, I guess said South America. We've got and then there's artists who who have heard about this who on a regular basis um, just got another guy the other day um, that I've never heard of most of these people. Uh, and now I have, but I mean, originally right, right. they came to me just, you know, somebody was kind enough to ask, Hey, I've got this new record coming out. W- would you give it a listen? And if you think it's worthy, would you sure. play it on your station? And I'm like, sure. Um, and that's one of the things that, that, that buddy guy is real big on is, you know, getting not just the mainstays, you know, like we talked about last time, he was he was really specific, and then I will answer your question. I'm sorry. No, you're um, fine, man. He, he he wanted to make sure that it wasn't just muddy waters and exactly. buddy guy all day long. That he's like, don't just if you, he goes if you just play that music all day, I'll turn it off. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but he wanted to get the newer stars, uh, the younger stars, uh, and give everybody a pretty much a wide open stage uh, and a platform, I should say, not a stage, a That's platform important. to, to yeah. get their music out there. So yeah, more and more people. Um, I've got a gentleman who is down in Brazil. Um, uh, I'm going to see if I can say his name right. Duca Bellantani, Bellantani, I think it's. So, I don't know. I can't. But help he's you. a good friend. I play him. <laughs> I play him um, pretty regularly, um, and he's always the first one to post. My publicist puts out um, every week, every day uh-huh. when I do a show, puts out the lineup of who's going to be featured on that day's uh, uh, show in the art in the order that they're going to be played. Wow. And and every time I he he makes the show, he gets the biggest kick out of there. He's just like hands down best show, best blue show out there, and, and I'm not laying any claim to that. You know, it's just like you mentioned in the beginning. I don't do it for the money. I do it just because um, I've always loved the music. And um, I met Ronnie Baker Brooks 2008, 2008, 2009. I'm sorry. Spring of 2009 down in this little juke joint in Tallahassee, Florida uh, with Tommy Castro and Magic Dick from the Jay Giles Band. And Deanna Bogarts was there with them playing keys. Um, And it was a really cool show. They just rolled up in this place in, in Tommy's bus. But as we got talking near the end of the night, and a shout out to my friends right there at the Bradfordville Blues Club down there. There um, you go. Good, good people right there. Um, support local blues. Um, Ronnie was like, "Look, man, this is great. I know you. I know you're from up there, but now you're down here." He goes, you, "Let's figure out a way to help keep the blues alive." You know, and then old people are like, "Oh man, that saying is so beaten like an old horse." Right. But it, it, it's it's simplicity is what it's all about. It's just keeping. You know, everybody's got their own favorite genre of music. Sure. We're trying to help keep this genre of music, which has often been misconstrued almost like the redheaded stepchild of, of right. the music industry um so you know he's like hey man you know keep 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 doing what you're doing keep playing that music so when i came back to um to chicago northwest indiana um there was a little place here local um a little bar on tuesday nights would do blues day tuesday oh wow and you know ronnie and a whole bunch of other different artists national and local would come in and play over and i started talking to them about hey man what, what what can we do to help keep this music going for you guys? What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. You know, just one guy, just me. And he's like, well, you're a DJ. Help spread the word, man. Right. And, and so I knew then, and that was, uh, you know, 12 years ago that I wanted to eventually do what we're doing now. And then, you know, move forward, jump forward to 2017, seeing Buddy. And and I, for those of the listeners that don't know, this is how it happened. I'll keep it short and sweet. I won't go, no, go for it. it. Um, you know, Kenny Wayne Shepard and Buddy uh, Buddy Guy were on tour, and they played one of the last string of shows at the local theater here called the Star Plaza, which is in Irvine, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And it's a theater. It's a theater that seated, sat about twenty five hundred people. Nice place. A lot of big bands came through there over the days. But Buddy and, and Kenny played one of the last shows there. And my wife and I, I got lucky. I got front row seats, literally right in front of Kenny wow. Wayne, and about ten feet to the to the right of Buddy Guy. 
So, buddy, if, as you know, both shows were just incredible. They're both ripping it up. Buddy stops halfway during his show, give you a little bit. He's like, you know, this is, they don't play the blues on the radio anymore. And I don't understand why they don't play our music. And, you know, th this music is dying and on and on and on. And I don't know why I didn't even think about it. I just blurred out. And mind you, Buddy doesn't like when people yell out from the crowd. He, he hates he it. Doesn't like, he hates heck hecklers or whatever you call it. And I yell, I go, Buddy! Buddy guy! I play the music on the radio! And he stops, puts his hands on his hips, and he looks at me. He's like, hey, <laughs> who the fuck are you? And I'm like, I'm nobody. You know, now I'm like, they got the spotlights, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, nobody. What did I do? But I do play the blues on the radio. And he sends his son Greg out. Shout out to Mr. Greg Guy. Uh, he, he comes out after the show and he's like, hey, man, if you got a minute, my dad wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what? Your dad? I was talking to Rick, Rick Hall for a minute about something and uh, about how to get some of his artists. At the time, I was on Windy City Underground and how to get not, you know, non-licensed uh, music onto the air. Yeah, that's People tough. who didn't have record contracts. Yeah. And, but he had a whole bunch of people. He's like, dude, how do we meet up? How do we hook up? And he's like, you know, do that. But here comes Greg Guy. And he's like, hey, you got a minute? My dad wants to meet you. Wow. And I'm like, whoa. So I go backstage I'm talking to Buddy for just, a, this was lasted about three minutes. Mm -hmm. Went back, he's shaking my hand and I'm like, holy shit. And he's like, um, <laughs> what's, so what, he goes, what station are you on? How come I don't know who you are? I should know who you are already. And I'm like, dude, I'm a little grain of sand on a great big beach, but I play on this station. It's, it's a, it's an internet station. He goes, oh, it's computer. He goes, I'm 81 <laughs> years old, man. I don't know anything about the, the computer. He goes, I got people for that. But he's like, I don't care. You're still doing your part. Keep playing the music. And I'm like, okay, you know, thank you. I appreciate the support. And and with that, I was off and gone and was talking to, to Greg and Rick out in front for a few more minutes, and, and then we were gone. And then a few months later, um, my program director and station owner, Carlton McDowell, came up to me one day. We had a meeting, and he's like, hey, man, your, 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 your Tuesday show is going pretty good on WGFM, Grown Folks Music. And he's <laughs> like, um, would you like an opportunity to – have your own show. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, that would be great. Like you could have your own thing goes, well, we're going to try to help you set up a station, but you got to go out and find the financing. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, there's no, no small challenge there. Go sure. out and find the financing from who, you know? And, and I'm like, I've never started anything like that. So I gave it some thought. And then all of a sudden that, that conversation from buddy guy came back to mind. And I'm like, like, wait a minute. He says they never played the blues on the radio. I'm like, what if we could do something about Why that? Not? Why? Not? I mean, what's I figured, you know what? I knew it was a long, to say it was a long shot was a mild way of putting it. It was a shot in a, a one in a million shot. Right. But I'm like, well, he does say they don't do it. He seems to be pretty passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we're passionate about trying to find a way, a new way to get this music out. Right. There. And if, unless you subscribe to Sirius Radio or you have a local station like Tom Marker and, you know, WDCB and all those guys that can play it on weekends. And have been doing really it forever. Yeah, there, yeah, and, and a shout out to Tom Marker, who's a oh, legend in Chicago. Marker. He's, a, he's a, a legendary, legendary DJ. Um, good guy um, who's helped carrying the torch. You know, he's been carrying the torch for years. But that's my point. It's just such a small window that they give these people, um, you know, that are legendary to keep doing this. Anyways, I, I, can't, I, um, I, I started to figure out a way to help intern with with legends and i got with with mark maddox i know you know who mark is mm -hmm. um and i met with mark and he's like hey man we're doing these shows down at navy pier why don't you come down and help host them That's and, awesome. and help and, and get your name out there and, and support the blues and the radio and I, I would love that so we did and in doing so i met his daughter and uh carly's guy and we started talking and i'm like you know i'd like to get a, a just a two-minute sit down to ask dad about would, would he be interested in helping us start a station at first, it was kind of like, well, okay, maybe. And 
over over several months, it, it got to where, yeah, um, dad's interested in, in, in getting, he remembers you, he'd like to get together and talk to you about That's it. That's great. So we finally got to sit down to go in and talk to him about it. And I was literally sitting right next to him. Literally, In fact, my legs were like this. They were shaking up and down. I was so nervous. Wow. And he put his hand on my knee and he goes, hey, man, you're a grown man. He goes, just relax. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. I'm just buddy. And I'm like, you're buddy. You don't buddy. even know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm sitting next to buddy guy in his office and uh, scared to death that I was going to screw it up. And, uh, and so we, he, he just he just asked me flat. I go, so what are you thinking? Tell me, you know, what do you got? Why are you here? Right. And I figured, okay, this is my first shot at it. I'm standing at the plate for the first time. I'm holding a bat. I don't know if I'm just going to whiff on it or if I'm going to go yard. And so we, we explained everything, how we were doing. I said, I, I just said, you know, you talk about they don't play the blues. We're, we're trying to find a way to get the station built, uh-huh. but but we're short financing and backing. And we were wondering if you, if we, with your input and your guidance show us how you want it done, would you help us? Right. You know? And, and so we talked about it. He went into this whole really cool private history of the blues and what it meant to him and why it would be important for him to do this. And he stood up and he's like, got to go downstairs, got to meet somebody. He goes, come on, let's go do a shot. And I'm like, okay. So he looked up, he turned around, put a smile on his face with that million dollar buddy guy smile. Goes and ear I have a to picture ear. somewhere. I, I've had it out there. There's a picture of the three of us, Carlton, buddy and I, right after we finished this. He says, I'll tell you what, if, if you'll, do it the way I want to do it. If you build it the way I want it built and you'll play the music I want played, I'll support and back you guys. That's great. He goes, now let's go do a shot. And I'm like, Hey buddy, did, did you just say yes? And he said, yeah, I just said yes. And I literally, I started to levitate right off the floor. That's great. I swear to God. It was, it was the cool. I drove home. I was like a, a, like a kid on Christmas morning. I was so excited. And and then the rest of it, it took, you know, just to get through all the legalities and oh, yeah. the proper channels to make sure it was done correctly, because we would never want to do anything that would in any way diminish on his reputation. Absolutely. And look where we are now. It's look crazy. Where we are now. You know, a, crazy. Not a year and a quarter later, and we've got over a million listeners monthly who who tune in. Um, <laughs> you mentioned in the beginning of the show. Yeah, we were primed and ready to go right after his residency shows. You know, we did the piece on ABC last TV. January, right? Yeah, last yeah, January we did. Early February we did the Ros Varen piece on Channel Seven, and then we were chosen by the board of directors, so to speak, hmm. of the Chicago Blues Fest. Oh wow! To be the primary radio station um, to broadcast and stream from the the platform there at the at the concert. Oh, that's uh, right. The whole Blues yeah. Fest. They're like, we'd love to have, and we're going to have Buddy Guy banners and BGR radio all over the place. And we'll give you the second largest stage um, at the fest and you can run it. You can host it, um, MC and all that. They gave us all the passes. And then March of 2020 hit. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. And everything, live music, venues, Buddy Guys, his tour. Everything. uh, Blues Fest, screeching halt. And all you heard was crickets. Mm. <laughs> it's been and, crazy. and except for this 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 really cool new little radio show or radio show on the air called Buddy Guy Radio, and we we th- uh, we flourished and we thrived through the the pandemic. Never missed a show the whole year, Every, and I do four shows or five shows a week now. Um, the ratings just kept getting better and better. Well, people were home, people had nowhere to go. Right, people got the blues. New, yeah, they they had the, I couldn't go to work blues. Man. Right, they had I got no money blues. There was yeah, all yeah. kinds of blues being laid out there, and COVID was right at the head of the table. Um, and but as as, as there was a silver lining that people had time at home to listen, sure, and tune in and help us grow the station. So even though it was the darkest time in in our history and and all the negativity and all the things that have happened in right. the last. 
Um, and we're certainly not making light of any of that. No. Um, a station was born. And even though the roughest year in, in, in my life and in everybody's lives, we're still here. Right. We're still growing. We're still making, you know, in every show, I try to do a better show tomorrow as I did today. Absolutely. I try to bring something fresh. And, you know, I'm getting great responses from people about the variety of the different artists, um, you know, and and it's not to, to say that other stations play a lot of the same, like a top 40 blues. They're told to play the same playlist over and over. That gets old. It does. Well, it gets predictable. And you never yeah, in this what it is. Yeah. You never want to be predictable. Um, you want to try to keep it fresh. Keep right. It going. Um, so I play. You'll, you'll hear Southern rock. You'll hear blues. You'll hear a little. Uh, no, no, not really jazz, but you'll hear all kinds of really cool stuff right. with all the mainstream still heavy hitter blues artists on a regular daily basis. There you go. Um, but I, I love to feature new people. I, I always introduce, uh, usually right at the beginning of the show, new songs like uh, Ellie Venable, like we were just talking about off the air. She's so uh, Ellie Venable's got the new her new album that just came out, which is really, really good. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, she's got Devin Allman on there. She's got the man himself, Kenny Wynn Shepard on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, all the other new artists that are coming out with, with material. I mean, the other silver lining to the COVID pandemic is yeah. all the new music that everybody had. Time oh, I know. It's crazy. Put together. There's going to be just a a treasure trove of music that's coming out. Um, so, yeah, no, you know, we, we introduced uh, we introduced our takeover show where we've reached out to all these probably 50 now, 40 or 50 have done it. All these different national and local artists have mm-hmm. become local guest DJs. Yeah. And they pick their own music out. And uh, so that's gone. So but project wise, I mean, we're still staying true. We're still coming up with, you know, creative ways to keep everybody from turning the dial, so to speak. Um, keep them keep them engaged. Uh, we still play the the complete variety of music that Buddy wanted. Buddy wanted gospel. We have gospel on Sunday. There you go. Um, we play, you know, like I said, I, you, on my shows, you know me, I like the guitar driven stuff. Right. Right. So uh, stuff that's got a little bit more of an edge to it. But I still love all the mainstream stuff. You know, all the, the gentlemen who who carved the, the path for all the current blues players to play. But I'll play a lot of the new stuff, the little stuff with a little bit more edge to it. Sure. Um, and and Buddy, I, I asked, and Buddy listens. Buddy likes it. Okay, that was you know? something that I was going to ask. I mean, how was that received from someone who's obviously paved the way and literally sits on Mount Rushmore of he is. The, the traditional of traditional blues greats, how that kind of, yeah. how, that, how that went over with... Uh, with the with the new wave, new sound of music. I mean, especially with a guy like Gary Clark Jr., he's perfect example. Mm-hmm. Especially with his last album, if if you are just getting introduced and someone says he's blues, check out this album. You go what? And it's like no, trust me, it is. Just there's he does it differently. You know, his guitar solos are all blues, but the music may have a hip hop or pop mm-hmm. beat to it. Well, you know, the one thing I give a lot of these guys credit, and Buddy is right sitting right at the head of this table, mm-hmm. um, is he doesn't want blues to be stuck in, in, in just a little little square box. He's yeah. like, there's all sorts of new branches. It's like um, the newer stuff, not only coupled with the older stuff, but everybody's coming out and putting their spin on stuff. Right. You know, like my friend Bear Williams. He, he's got oh, his Bear, version yeah. of blues. Um, you've got the Mike Wheeler band. You've got Toronzo Cannon. Who, who's doing it his way. Oh, he's insane. And, and, yeah. oh, you know, but he's so good. He's so good. You know? I love it. And I was just talking about Shamika Copeland, you know, talking to her on the phone last night and uh, where she's going. And, and they're all bringing all this really 
cool mix of 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 music um and it's done their way right and then i mean then there's the kingfish okay you know oh, you got man. you got chris stone doing his thing you've got ali venable brand new on the scene 22 years old tearing up the guitar um kind of in the in the same line is is where samantha fish used to sure be, you know and and then and, and again i don't want to pigeonhole anybody saying hey, well she's in the next sam fish no, no i'm not no, doing no. that yeah she's her own woman she's her own own artist but how they're, 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 you know, people are worrying about the blues and buddy even said, he goes, he was worried that it would be gone within 10 years. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, when we first talked years ago, back in 2018 at his office, he was, he was really thinking that within a 10 year window that the blues would be gone. Yikes. The genre of music, uh, because he thought that this people just basically didn't care anymore. Mm. If you listen to rock, if you listen to hip hop, you listen to pretty much everything. Um, there's some twinge, a little piece of the blues. Mm-hmm. And this is where all this music came from. Uh, and he still talks about that. It shows sure. that, you know, there would be no Beyonce Knowles if it wasn't for the blues. Absolutely. There'd be no Led Zeppelin oh, and that no is Carlos rock, Santana basically. and the Rolling Stones if it wasn't for the blues. Right. Um, I, I, I always joke around that, you know, and I heard this the other day, I heard somebody playing it. I can't remember the song, but it was, it was uh, an old Muddy Waters song, but um, it was redone by Led Zeppelin. And if you listen to Led Zeppelin one and two, it's Muddy Waters greatest hits. Really? Yeah, if you listen, go back and listen to Money. Listen fan, to Led Zeppelin one and I have two. To check it out. Yeah, um, I grew up on him as a as a kid in the seventies, but and, and I'm not a huge Zepp fan. I, mm. I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Page. Oh yeah, um, he's great. And guitar players, I love guitar players. Um, but um, I like the early Zeppelins more so than the later Zeppelin, hmm. uh, which is everybody's got personal taste. That's right. cool. Um, but listen to Zeppelin one and two, and and you'll hear you'll hear Muddy Waters. All through those two albums, it's it's and it's a lot of it's his music. You'll 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 hear some cool stuff in there. So um, a lot of these bands, you know, people out there know. I'm not going to bore them with that. You know how the Stones got their <laughs> name and how they all came together. And Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck, all these guys who are all what personal friends of Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He, you know, he wears this outstanding leather coat that looks like a black snakeskin. Carlos Santana coat. gave it to him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, and and these guys are all, they all revere him. I know. It's it's incredible. You know? And he is a guitar god. Buddy Guy is, I don't care if he likes him or not, he is definitely a guitar he, god. I'm sure he likes it, but I don't think he refers to himself as that because no. he's not an ego person. No, he's very He's humble. about as humble as his name suggests. He is. And and like I said, when I think of Buddy Guy, I think of that million dollar smile. Oh, yeah. He's got, just ear the, ear, he's got just, the best yeah. smile in the world. It's it, And he's as genuine as his smile. Absolutely. Um I, I love him, man. I mean, he's just a, he's just the coolest guy. My life has changed so much because I, I got to to have a small piece of his time. Yeah, and and you know him helping us out obviously was immeasurable to help us you know get the ship sailing and and get it out to port um, and out to sea, I should say. And here we are, man. We're we're sailing along now, man. On full head, right full throttle. Do you think? Um, do you yeah. think that? If let's say, you know, internet radio and radio, I mean, a lot of people who traditionally love radio, radio may go, oh, is it on the internet? Well, it's not radio. But you know what the thing is, if, if do you think that if if the radio wasn't, if, you're, if this radio station wasn't online, that you would have as much of a reach as opposed to if it was on traditional airwaves? And isn't that a good thing, though? I mean, you're reaching the people all across the country where in the U.S., if you, if you, if you drive outside of a certain range of satellite, you can't get that station. Right. So that's well, been in your favor, right? I, I think so. I think yeah. it plays in our favor. But you know what? A lot has changed over the last 10 to 20 years. 
more so how people want to get their music. Right. How they, um, how they, it, listen it's just to like it. yeah. satellite TV. I mean, you had the traditional TV and you, you know, you had to get up in the, in the old days and turn the channel. <laughs> now people are like, they don't want commercials if they can avoid it. And they want to hear the artists they want to hear or the style they want to hear right. when they want to hear it. Um, so, you know, you've got, you know, all the different streaming platforms now that you can go in. If you want to hear Justin Bieber, you can hear Justin Bieber. If you want to hear Albert King, you can find Albert King. If you want to hear Foo Fighters, you can or listen Tom to Petty, Foo yeah. or, you know, or whoever, right. um, you know, Bruno Mars, whoever, whatever you want to hear, you can go and find it today. And that's how the kids, the younger people have brought the older people along saying, hey, this is the new wave in music. And when we talked about building the station, we originally were going to build it out as a terrestrial radio station. Mm -hmm. And oh, wow. um, with, with even an AM radio station flair to it, expensive. and, and um, it, very expensive, very expensive. And then, you know, we were talking and Carlise, we were like, you know, dad or buddy, um, you're only going to hear it here in Chicago locally. And then, you know, we'd have to still stream it anyways. Right. And we can, we can do this so much more effective, so much more inexpensive. And, you know, this is what I thought really hit, hit the nail so square. When you go to his club, you've been to the club, you hear every night. Johnny's when, when Johnny's up on stage, how many people are from Illinois or Chicago? Right. How many people are from another state? People are going from different visit? countries. That's it. And then they go, how many people are from another country? And that's what we said. Well, what if room. we play music? <laughs> everybody that comes to your club, buddy, on a daily, you know, up until last year, everybody was right. coming in, was from all over the world. Not just Chicagoans, not just people from the States, but people from everywhere. Canada, Italy, France, Germany, everywhere. Uh, and they all come you know, South America, they all, you know, Australia, uh, they all come to your club, you know, so what if we could build a station super, you know, affordable, mm -hmm. free, by the way, we are free. And you can hear that station 24 That's hours key. a day, yeah. everywhere in the world, anywhere you can get an internet signal, you can find our radio station. That's amazing. And, you know, like I said, you don't have to have a subscription. Right. And, you know, for the last year, year or more, it's been almost primarily commercial free music mm. 24 hours that's a day. great you know i have you won't to, even find that on serious oh i know it's crazy now i have to ask nothing against serious i'm not not serious don't get no. <laughs> the, the the crazy thing is though is i have to ask i mean people who are listening to this are probably like oh so this guy's probably been doing this for he's probably been in radio then his whole life right and i'm like well i think you should tell you that i mean he hasn't been in his whole life but he he there was a real defining moment and we talked about it last time um right. But by this time we're putting out the episode is um, you weren't in this your your whole life. There was a moment in your life where you uh, you were given rejection, and for many years you stayed silent as far yeah. as being in radio. Talk I, tell tell I people who don't show. know that story briefly a little bit about how okay. you got back into it before this radio came to be. Great story. Um, I started, well, I knew when I was in high school that I actually, you know, I don't know if it's, if people all have this intuition of who they want to be when they grow up. I think we all do, um, to a I degree. Mean, I, I remember the first time I saw, first concert I ever went to, I saw Deep Purple, the band Deep Purple. Oh my I saw gosh. Richie Black. I had second row seats in front of Richie Blackmore. And I'm like, without a doubt, that's what I want that's to do when I, I grow up. I want to be that guy. You're right. And I, obviously that didn't work unrealistic. out. Unrealistic. <laughs> exactly. Totally unrealistic. You know, Richie looked at me, he's like, not a chance, kid. So, um, but no, I knew, I knew in high school, I, I used to have a little radio show and I used to go to all these different parties mm -hmm. and I would lug all my DJ gear with me to all these different parties so I could DJ. And right. so I knew I wanted to just, I wanted to do that for a, for a living um, or in some capacity because I don't consider it a job. 
I still don't consider DJing a job. I've been doing it for over 40 years. It's crazy. And I, it, it's, it's the greatest gig in the world. Um, I love music. But anyways, getting back to the story. Um, out of high school, um, I, I, I in my early 80s, I got married in 81. I did check into Columbia uh, School of Broadcasting downtown. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I had great aspirations. I was in my early 20s, you know, just a kid. And uh, I had a, uh, an advisor who said, well, I'll never forget. He looked me right in the eye and he goes, what do you think you're going to be the next big jock on the loop? Oof. And I looked at him cocky as hell. And I go, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I think I'll be I'll be the new Mitch Michaels, who a uh, shout out to my good friend, Mitch Michaels, who was a legendary Chicago jock for, for years. Um, I thought for sure I had I thought I had the chops to do it. Um, uh, cause if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I kind of got involved in it for a minute and then I basically got talked out of it. He goes, well, you're going to be, I don't want to break your heart, but you're going to be the next, you're going to be doing the hog report in Podunk, South Dakota at four Ouch. in the morning. I'm like, okay, that's a start that gets hey, my foot in the door. And then, yeah, it's radio. So I chickened out. I gave up on it and went went back to work in construction with my dad for a number of years. And like I said, we were married, we had kids and then, uh, and then you had to find a real job. You know, you had babies, you got a mortgage, you got car payments, you got food, you got responsibilities. Life happens. Life happens, man. And I was 28. And, uh, you know, it was like, you know, you you, you got to support your family. So I had right. to park my hobbies and, and my dreams in, in the back seat and put them away. And some other time they'll, they'll come back out. Well, in 1980, the same time, right a year before I got married, a friend of mine had asked me how much I would charge um, to play his wedding and play records at his wedding. And I'm like, you know, this is just what stereo equipment. I didn't have professional right, right. equipment or anything. I brought my home stereo to this guy's wedding. And uh, I'll never forget. He paid me $300 <laughs> cash to play his wedding and $300 in 1980. That's a lot was, of damn money. That was, that was pretty good money. You know, um, it paid a lot of bills. I can, I can tell you that much. Um, but I ended up going out right after that within a year or so, maybe two years after that. And I bought like $5,000 with the DJ equipment. Oh, wow. And I got in trouble because I didn't even ask my wife. I just went and did it. <laughs> it's easier to ask for forgiveness. She comes home and there's a, there's a whole apartment full of DJ gear and Yikes. speakers and shit. She's like, what? I can explain. Just let me explain. Just yeah. Me. She's like, what did you do? And I'm like, I've seen the future. Oh, and, 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 and then that was 40 years ago. She's still with you though. She's still with me <laughs> and she's still in check. She can DJ herself. She does quite well. And there's a long time. She knows the music better than I do. She'll really? tell me, Hey, you're pick joking. this and go into this. And I'll be like, nah, I don't feel that. She goes, I'm telling you after you're done playing this, put that on and watch what happens. And, wow. and sure enough, dance for it just goes crazy. So yeah, you know, we've been doing that. So that was it. Um, I stayed out of that for, for a long time until, um, actually only a few years ago, I had, I've, I've lost a lot of siblings over the last 20 years yeah, and horrible. I lost one in 2017, right before we were going on a trip to Ireland. Hmm. Anyways, my, my last remaining sibling, my older sister, Mary Lou was like, you know what, man, life's short. You, you've always wanted to be a radio DJ. Why don't you go back to school and finish your dream? Right. And I'm like, I asked my wife about it. She goes, two simple words. Why not? And I'm like, okay, sure, why not? Let's do it. And at the same time, I kept hearing Jonathan Hood talking oh, on, yeah. I, I love uh, sports Jay radio. Hood. I listen to sport. Yeah. I love doing sports radio too. For all my people that know me, I used to do a sports show, but um, I kept hearing Jonathan Hood on, in my hair and he kept talking about this place called Illinois Media School. Illinois Media School. You can get in as little as eight months. You, you right. can get your paperwork. And, and I have a good friend that worked at the school at the time. I didn't know this. Um, you, who a few years ago, I was referred to him and, and to get into a radio station here in, Chicago, in uh, Northwest Indiana. 
And he goes, I could put you in there tomorrow. He goes, you have the voice, you have the skills. You don't have the piece of paper to get you in the front door. Right. Without that piece of paper, you're nobody. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. He goes, I don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to be matter of fact with you. You have no chance of getting in there. And I'm like, God, I know I can do the job. So what I decided to do, I decided to go get that piece of paper. There you go. And and I did. I went back to school. Uh, was it three nights a week? Three or, three or four nights a week downtown, and till eleven o'clock at night. And and I got my degree through through Illinois Media School. And it was funny because when I went there in the internet in the beginning um, interview, I blew off four interviews, three interviews with the lady that was in enrollment. Oh wow! I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm never going to get there. I'm too old. They're never going to want to hear anything this old guy's got to say. Well, I actually get down there and I told her the story. She's like, that's the most incredible story I've ever heard. Wow. And she goes, the, the last thing you got to do, is you got to go meet this guy, Don Clark. He's the head of our admissions job placement. You have to go talk to him. And I'm like, hold on a second. That Don Clark? Ooh. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a personal friend of mine. He's the guy that told me I had to have that piece of paper. And now he was in charge of job placement at Illinois Media School. So if you don't think that was a sign from God, um, I was even that, it made me even that much hungrier to prove to them that I could do this. So I'm in class with like maybe 10 other students, 10, 15 other students, right. all of which were like 22 to like 30 years old. And they're like, Who, who's the old guy? Are you teaching? Yeah. They were like, what, what's grandpa doing here? What's this oh, deal? And I'm like, and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm going behind. I'm said, and I told them then I said, I'm going to start a radio station with buddy guy. And they're like, yeah, you got no shot. I'm like, okay. Did they even know said, who he was? Those kids? They'd have them. They had no clue who he was. Right. Some of them did. The instructors did. Like I was oh, working with instructors from ESPN, right? Uh, 97 won the drive. Um, great seasoned people. Other people on iHeartRadio. These were radio legend professionals that were teaching us. Mm-hmm. And I took it very seriously. I also looked at my fellow classmates and I go, look, just to be clear, lions eat their own. So if you get hmm. if you get in my way, I will stomp on you. I'm like, we have projects too. Wow. I'm like, I was the most focused motherfucker in that class. <laughs> Okay. And I'm like, we're going to get it done. And I graduated with top honors in my class and I was 58 years old at the time. So, um, but I knew, I knew what I wanted. I knew who I was. Like they were trying to teach us like TV camera work and You're all like, kinds no, no, of no, stuff. I just want radio. I just and want I'm like, radio. I'm, I'm way past my thirties. I don't have, I don't have that much time. I want to be a blues radio DJ and I know who I want to do it with. And I was determined to, um, with Buddy's grace and 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 his help and his his guidance, that we were going to make this happen in Chicago. And again, this is Buddy's thing, man. Sure. We don't own this. We right. were just we were just the people who helped create an idea. And I want that to be known. We we have nothing to do with that outside of the fact that we brought an idea to him. And and then it, this is all Buddy Guy, yep. Buddy Guy Radio. This is his baby. He's the owner. He's the CEO of the Blues. He's the man. Um, this is all his. And we were just the the the, the, the catalyst to help make that right. that happen and 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 then here we are now um and the fact that he listens to our station you never know because he's been home he's been he's been home for a year he got off the road last march he was in just pulled into arizona from his california leg of his tour last year on his on his new album uh eight-time grammy winner by the way Insane. and uh yeah and uh, still rips the guitar like 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 there's no tomorrow hey baby and um you know his manager got the call from the governor of the state of arizona saying that all, all venues are closed, effective immediately. There's no more shows. There's no more nothing. Right. And, um, his his manager, uh, their manager, got them uh, emergency flights that day to get to get out of Arizona and get them home. They had nice. to leave the bus loaded with all their gear, had to leave that in Arizona. And then that takes us from last March to today. You know, here we are. But, you know, we're, we're still playing the music. We're still planning projects. Um, 
we've had a lot of great ideas. Just everything has been on hold because we can't do anything. That's horrible. You know, we, we can't, we can't do live, you know, there's no live shows. We, we've got some ideas of some stuff coming up. Um, you know, as people are now starting to get vaccinated, right. but he's got his vaccination. First one, I know he's, I don't think he's gotten his second I one I haven't yet. got my second one yet. I got the first one. I'm getting my first one on the 23rd. So, there you March, go. so. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? Listen here. If you're listening to this show, go get it, man. So we can just get back get to life. Just, as yeah. we, just get it done. Whatever one you we can, can whatever on, you man. can, I mean, just yeah. do it. Wear your masks, wash your hands, use your sanitizer, and you get know, vaccinated. I mean, you, you came down with that, that, that death yeah. machine. Dude, I was sick as a dog in November. Yep. Um, been there. I've done it. Uh, it wasn't pleasant. Right. So I know firsthand. Anybody tells me oh, it wasn't real, let me tell you something. This thing will it was freaking. It was you. as real as anything I've ever experienced in my life, and it yeah. for four days. But anyways, um, but the blues, man, the blues, and that's you know, buddy told me that he goes, I want to use the name, the the, the title or the term that the blues is alive and well. And the blues is alive and well. Um, I've had people going, oh man, could you just change that up? It's so tiring. It's like, no. Hey man, do you do you write the checks to nope. help keep our station afloat? No. So I, I, you know, I like opinions. I, I, I'm always open to sure. um, people's ideas and their interpretation. But this is the man. He's the last of the living legends. Absolutely. You know, Albert Collins. You know, BB King, Muddy Waters, Freddie King. Um, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan. All the rest of these gentlemen, the, the Giants, and then the Giants that are still with us. Eric Clapton. You consider him to be a pretty good guitar player, right? Oh yeah, of course. Jimmy Keith Richards, Vaughan. right? Steve, exactly. Um, Jeff Beck. Oh, all these of course. Guys. They, 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 they just think he's, you know, the most intense, fiery guitar player they've ever known. It's insane. That's the boss. That is the boss. It's That's crazy, the boss, man. you know, and you know, I've, I've got all his records. I've listened to him over and over. Which but one's your last, favorite? Um, the last one was amazing. Well, the last one—that's what I was going. Was the, a hit. the most recent album, "The Blues," is alive and well. Um, is it is an absolutely from start to finish an absolutely killer album. Um, but I always I can go back to "Damn Right I've Got the Blues" all the way back to ninety one. Ninety one, yeah. You know where he's doing Mustang Sally with uh, Jeff Beck. Yeah. You know, and and everything in between. Um, th- there's a bunch of his albums. I mean, I listened to all of it, but it's just I like seventy four years young. Yeah, that's another classic one, man. Um, you know, my favorite song from him is um. Oh, come on. It's the slow ballad. I'm like, burn just went dead. Um, Feels like rain. No, that one too. Um, skin deep, skin deep, skin deep. I, I just love the message. I love the remix they did on it with all the different artists yeah. uh, for change. Um, and, you know, just, I love his intensity. I, I mean, you see him play, you've been to the club sure. when we could, he just rips the strings off his oh, guitar. It's crazy. And when, when he breaks his string, I want to give you a little piece of trivia here. He takes his strings off. Chris, his guitar tech, takes them and they send them to somebody. They make rings or jewelry or something. Yeah, off no, I've gotten strings. a couple of those before. Right? Not for him, cool? but I bought That's some That's a buddy stuff. guy guitar string yeah. that you're wearing on, on your whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's a necklace or a ring or something. But Chris has a whole container of them upstairs when you go up the back stairwell up by Buddy's it's office. crazy, yeah. He's got his his rig there that he takes on on the road with him, and and he he'll sit there and he'll wound it up or wind it up and 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 he sends it off to somebody who makes jewelry out of it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat how they do that yeah. stuff. It you is know, crazy. and you know, his, you know, everybody in his band. I mean, they Orlando. Um, you know, he's been in. He's the longest. He's been in the, the band. Longest, the longest tenured in the yeah. band, right? Um, Rick's been in the band. I just you know I did my show with Rick a few months ago. Uh, I think it was December when he did his takeover. I found out a lot of great stuff. Um, Phil Guy was his how brother. he came. His yeah. yeah, Buddy's brother was how he came to play in Buddy's band. Really? Yeah, he was playing for for somebody else, the Dells, I think, somebody. And he came up to him at at, at one of these shows, and he goes, "Hey, man, I'm just gonna tell you, 
my brother's looking for a guitar player. You should go check it out. And he's like, man, shut the fuck up. Man. Can I laugh? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm going to go just walk up and ask Buddy Guy if he needs a guitar player. He knew everybody. There's no way. Yeah. So he was playing at some club in Harvey, Illinois. And like four weeks in a row, uh, let's say a Thursday night show. And three of the four weeks, Buddy was in the audience sitting at the bar. No kidding. And, and before Rick could get his guitar rig off and go over and say hello to him, Buddy would duck out the door. And finally, the fourth week in a row, Rick was up there. He had his back to the to the crowd. He was tuning up and doing something with the amps. And all of a sudden, he, somebody come up behind him and pokes him on the shoulder. And all of a sudden, he hears the words, hey, man, you want to be in my fucking band? That's exactly yes. what he said to him. He goes, hey, man, you want to? And he turned around. And he sees Buddy Guy standing. And he goes, what did you say? He goes, I just said, hey, man, do you want to be in my fucking band? And and he thought it was a joke. And Buddy, obviously, I, I need a guitar player, man. There you if go. you want to be in my band, be at this address tomorrow. And, and come on in and make it work. And, and the rest is obviously history. Sure. Uh, he's been in the band since 2004, wow. 2004, 2005. Um, and, you know, he's a great dude. Um, but think about all the guys. Marty Salmon's been there for all these years. Oh, yeah, forever. Uh, you know, Tom Hambridge now took over for Tim Austin. Yeah, God um, rest his soul. Yeah, man, killer drummer. Big Daddy was a killer drummer. Uh, and, you know, and now Hambridge has been producing his last several albums. Oh, he's phenomenal. Um, and, and he's a really cool dude, man. He did a... He did a uh, he did a takeover show. He didn't even know when I mentioned that I was homesick with COVID, he was like, Oh my God, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, no, no. For four days I wasn't, but now we are. Um, but they're just a genuine deal, man. These Good guys, people, everybody man. in the band from top to shelf, they're like family to me. They're, they're just the greatest guys. And you know, honestly, Christian, I think you've seen this cause you've interviewed a number of people. The whole blues community is like one ginormous family. Yeah. And they all look out for each other. Yeah. Um, I have met, I've been blessed to meet some of the greatest people than in the world that I've never ever without this opportunity. And again, it goes back to the beginning. It was just a random thing. I'm just a guy, a guy in Northwest Indiana yeah. who loves the blues, loves the music for the purity of the blues, not for the money in it, not for the fame and the fortune. Well, that ain't bad, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's but the notoriety. it's just the opportunity. You know, I, like I help people buy houses. That's what I do for a living. And I still, to this day, after 35, 40 years, I still get a kick out of seeing people get the keys to their first house. It's a big moment in life. Oh man. It, it's, it's, you can't work so hard for that. Yeah, man. People save their whole life to get and younger people, older people. It's, it's, it's still the, the greatest thing is seeing the, the thrill when we go to the table and they sign the papers and they give them the keys to their house. Mm. It's the same thing with this, with this station. It's like you when know, buddy gave you that form. opportunity. Yeah. People are like, Oh man, you're an old man. What the hell do you know about it? I don't claim to know anything. Right. You know, I just have I experiences know. in life that exactly. I've, I've been to fortunate to that. meet some cool people um, who are all on the same train. You're on the train um, and we're all cruising along, man. And we're all on the blues train and I don't know where it's going. I don't Me think, either. I mean, we've, we got derailed there for, for, for a year, but the train is still moving. The train is still happening. I don't know um, what, at what speed, but it's moving. Right. And, and unfortunately some people got off the train this past year. Yes. Um, you know, that we'll never think of that the same way again. Right. Um, but you know, I climbed that mountain, that mountain knocked me down. I got hit with an avalanche and I climbed back out and there I made it. And, 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 you know, there's so many people who didn't, weren't so fortunate, right. Half a million or more people who weren't so fortunate. And even someone, but here we are, here we are. So what do we do with ourselves right. now that we're, we're starting to see the light come from the end of the tunnel a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, people get vaccinated. Hopefully we can get back to right. having fun. We can go out, you know, like Biden said, I want people by the 4th of July to have barbecues and have we fun. Can do it. We can. You just gotta, everyone's yeah, gotta be on the same page. Every, yeah, you man. gotta stop 
being selfish. It's saying, Thank you know, you. my right. No, it's our, like we, the people who are complaining are the people who are holding us back. You know, yeah, it's like, it's like you gotta, just everybody's, it. everybody, see, people don't realize, uh, Christian, everybody plays a part in this. Yes. And it only takes one bad, bad move and everybody in the house of cards comes crumbling down. If Absolutely. we all do our part, you know, I'm not preaching. Don't look, the people are listening. Please don't, I'm not a preacher and I'm not preaching. I'm just saying. He's just preaching. It, it, it all starts with one. One turns into two, two into four, four, right. and then the number just goes global. Do your part, man. Do, does um, let me ask you this, and you, all your listeners, do you not miss the old days, the things we took for granted that you? Oh man, do you wish you could go back and go to the Arcada where I first met you mm. and go see go see a band and hang out with these guys and have a beer and see a live show? Um, Doesn't now, even like, seem possible, right? You know, everybody's afraid. Nobody shut. Nobody shakes anybody's hands it's anymore. Weird. Nobody hugs anybody. You can't go see your family. I mean, do you really like Little that? Little did we know how good we had it. Right. And we can have it that good again if you guys would just everybody do your, do your thing. Don't be selfish, man. Be smart. And, um, and, and, you know, we'll get there. I think, I don't think we're that far away. I think, no. you know, the, yeah, I, I'm hoping the worst better. is, yeah. So, um, I, you know, and then, like I said, it comes to the music. This is going to be an absolutely killer year for um, for music coming out. There's going to be a ton, just an actual ton of a flood of new artists coming out with music, new new records uh, of current artists. And hopefully, hopefully we can get back to seeing bands on the road again. Absolutely. So, now, so, before yeah. I wrap things up here, Pat, I do yeah, want to talk ahead. about um, not too long ago. And it came by shock. I think it was in December. The blues community lost someone. Uh, Kind of just like a whoa out of nowhere in Mr. Yeah. Morganfield. Talk a little bit about um, his legacy and the friendship you had with him because you uh, you two are off awfully close. Um, Joe was a really you know musician aside. For those who don't Joe, know, jo- Joseph yeah. Morganfield, the son of blues master himself, Muddy Waters, McKinley yeah. Morganfield. Joseph Joseph Morganfield, youngest son of, of yeah. Mr. Muddy Waters. Uh, just an overall great guy. Really, really close, good friend. Um, not, I mean, not just a musician friend. I mean, a brother, a, right. like a brother to me. I loved him. I loved him dearly. Um, and, and, you know... I was a part of him just coming out. He was a late bloomer. Sure. He's only been doing his music the last couple of years. Now his two brothers, um, you know, have, have had really good success, you know, mm-hmm. following in dad's footsteps, but Joe was just starting to come into his own and uh, his, his EP that had come out. In fact, I've got an autographed copy. Of, it's hanging oh, right no in my kidding. office. That's yeah, the awesome. very first one that he came out, a copy of the CD and he autographed it for me and gave it to me wow. back in the day. Uh, um, and, and, you know, he was, he was going places, you know, his music. I mean, I'm sure he's still got a bunch more recorded that we haven't heard oh, I'm yet. Sure. But, um, he had just gotten married to his lovely wife, Deborah, back in, uh, in September. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough, he invited me to his wedding. Go figure. Uh, and so we went out and, and we celebrated with them and, you know, he, he, he just had fun, man. He was a great guy. He loved the music. He was, I mean, He's blues royalty. Okay. First of all, his father, he would sit around on an average weekend and Muddy Waters is sitting there and he's sitting on Muddy's lap. And, you know, so, you know, he would tell us stories about this stuff. And I would just sit there and be like, what? Wow. Wow. You know, and then, you know, you know, flipping the station here for a second, talking to Greg Guy about what it was like growing up with Buddy and Carlise. They're like, well, when, when, when dad, when dad was home, dad was dad. Dad wasn't Buddy Guy. You know, we didn't have BB Kings of the world rolling on in every day and hanging out. Um, right. One of his closest friends that he hung out with was Ronnie's dad, Lonnie, Lonnie Brooks. Mm-hmm. 
they frequented together a lot, but most of the time he was just home being dad, you know? So, um, you know, it, it, it's actually pretty cool. Um, you know, and Joe, like I said, to hear, to hear, I remember hearing the day when, when, when somebody called me that morning and said, that, had I heard the news, mm. um, you know, for all those that don't know, Joe was only 56 and too he had a young. heart attack. Way too young. Way too young. Uh, especially when I'm several years older than him, it really hits home. Um, but then I knew that I just lost a very dear friend. Mm. We just got married literally a few months earlier. And, uh, you know, they tried to work on him for almost an hour and they, they just couldn't get it to, to, to work out. And I remember going, I, I went to his wake. There was only a handful of his family up front. It was a very private yeah, cause of COVID, um, obviously. service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was right across the street from, uh, uh, from Johnny's Johnny's blitz uh, oh. in his hometown of Westmont. So I walked up there and I was, I was all by myself and it was, I, I just kind of knelt down with him and I looked at him and I was talking to him and I'm pretty sure he could hear me. Uh, I was like, Joseph, Joseph. I'm like, well, what, what did you just go and do? You know, and I know you're home now with your dad and the, and the rest of your people and, and you know, all the rest of the Giants. Right. You know, I'm sure BB and all the big boys, Stevie, and they all welcomed you in with open arms. But, dude, what was your fucking hurry, man? You know, could you have just stuck around? Like that song with Buddy and and uh, and, and BB. Could you off have just stuck around a little bit? Yeah, off that record. Yeah, stick around a little bit. Stick right. around a little bit more, man. There was so much that you were on, on the verge of creating and making happen. And then and then you got, it got snuffed out, man. Yeah. So, um you know, it's it's like a family member. You know, I'll ask this of the listeners, man. Think of him from now and then, man. Think of him. Play his music, man. Mm -hmm. he, he was a great guy. He's a great friend. Um, and I miss him terribly. It, it, it's like, you know, when you lose a friend that close to you, um, it's like a little piece of you kind of goes with them. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. I'm not going to get emotional about it. It makes me emotional on the inside thinking about it right it now. Should. I mean, it's, a, um, it's, it's life. You know, here, I've got, I don't know if, here, let me show you something. Yeah, go for it. Um. This was one of the first gigs a few years back that I was hosting uh, uh, with Joe. Oh, okay? no kidding. You can see that over here. He was all sweat. It, it, the day that he played, he played it um, at a Griffith Blues Festival. Oh, wow. And and I was hosting from from uh, w, not WDCB, um, WGFM. Mm -hmm. Anyways, he played. It was 105 degrees out that day. Wow. And there was only a handful of people out on the, on the lawn because it was just so hot. Mm -hmm. You know, he went out there for an hour, hour plus and just kicked their oh i'm ass. sure kicked their ass and uh and that's my friend joe right there that's my friend joe so i keep that picture because um it just reminds me every day you know to think of him right just just a, just a brief moment you know and i still i i told his wife i said you know you'll never have to worry about this i still play his music on a regular basis i'll continue to do so i play his father's music on a regular basis even though buddy told me not to <laughs> <laughs> it's like um you know i just i just want to make sure uh, like in Joe's case, if people don't forget who, who Joe Absolutely. was, even though he was new on the scene, Joe made quite a mark, made quite an sure. impression, um, you know, and listen to his latest single, which is still on the blues charts today. Uh, it's good to be King. It's good to be King. Yeah. Ronnie Baker Brooks is on that, uh, as one of the guest guitar players. It's a, it's a good song. If you Isn't haven't John heard John Khaki on there, brother John, I, he could be, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but you know, John's a good guy in his own right. Man. Oh yeah. Hell of a player. So um, and that's the thing, the blues community, man, we've got some really cool people it's here, so man. Big. It's it's huge, you know. Um, and, and you see like, you know, all like the guys like Lindsay Alexander, right? You see all these guys um that are still out there, still making it happen, you know, as we speak. So um to me it's a it's a tremendous honor and a privilege, A, to be welcomed into the community. Sure. And B to have the opportunity to keep playing the music um, that, that, you know, they get their music out there. And I've gotten a lot of people, a lot of the artists have reached out to me going, man, 
Um, like on a regular day when Marlene, my publicist, um, puts the lineup out there, the artists who are featured that day all reach out to me on a daily basis going, man, we are so thankful for you. Hmm. And I'm like, and I see, it's funny because I don't see myself that way. Right. I just see myself as, as a guy, you know, just, just a guy. Hmm. I don't, I'm not putting myself up on it. You're any, not trying to that, get, do no, that. No, just no, happening. no. But I just get a kick out of the fact that people out there, the people who are making this awesome music right. are aware of it and, and, and appreciate that their music's being played. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, when I tell people, it's like, you know, when I play different bands, you know, I've got some, some, some relatively newer bands that you'll hear once in a while on Sirius, but you won't hear them a lot on Sirius. Mm-hmm. But now I've got people that know them around the world. And I'm like, oh man, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have even known who that artist was. I would right. never have had a chance to ever know who they are. And, they, and they're like, that's what we appreciate is that you take the time to bring up people and, and tell us why, who are these people? Why, 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 who are they? Where do they come from? What are they about? So it's just trying to do a small part um, to help keep this great music moving along. Absolutely, man. And it's well, a privilege to do it. I'm, I'm honored, man. I mean, if that, if, if I don't do anything else, then I'll, I'll say that I was, my life was pretty goddamn complete. I'd say, I appreciate yeah. you doing this. Remember when we sat at the show, the state of Illinois show what, down oh, there, yeah, yeah. December. we met all those different, you were doing shots with Dempsey. We were doing shots with. Yeah, uh, it was weird. Brian, it, Dem- happened, it was uh, so, it happened so fast. It yeah. was strange. We were sitting weird. in the row right behind Ario Speedway. Yeah. It was weird. And it's like, the guy was giving us man. pics. It was strange. Right. I was right. like, what, what is happening? <laughs> and we, we, we got buddy right as he was heading out the back door oh, he gets to get ready quick. to go. And, uh, and and I'm like, you know what? I'm telling you, have faith. Because everybody was like, you're never going to get this done. You have no sh-. I remember one of the guys that was at uh, Illinois Media School was like, let me just be honest, man. He goes, you know, you're trying to land a whale with a fishing pole. And he goes, and you have, don't be disappointed. He goes, you have literally no shot. And I'm like, I see, I don't think so, man. I, that's, so, that's crazy. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, you know, anyways, I'm living proof that if you follow your dreams and if you believe and you're persistent, and you're honest, and you, you know you put forth a good effort. Look what can happen, man. Look what can happen. And, and five years ago, if you would have told me that I would be currently on the air, helping create and 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 put together an opportunity with Buddy Guy, right? I, I would have bet every last penny I had that you were. There was no way that, that so would you ever were happen. you were counting yourself out. That's not good. I did for years. Yeah, I never thought I. I mean, I think I'm a really good DJ when it comes to like doing mobile dj work weddings parties and all that but and and i thought i would be a great radio station dj i just never thought anybody would ever give me a chance Mm. you know so um but enough of the pity party i said you know if you want something get it first of all in this industry and you know this because you're doing all these interviews nobody's going to give you anything right first of all secondly nobody gives a shit yeah okay so if you want something you got to go get your piece of it man and and stake your claim and and you can't just sit there and wait for it Right. Like, you know, all the interviews you're doing, it's like, you know, I've asked you this before. It's like, how bad do you want it? Right. You know, and now look at all the people you've interviewed. You've interviewed some huge artists. Yeah. And see, I don't even think about it that way, too, a lot though, of which people, is good. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was fun. Like, I dude, don't that's a hell. I mean, it's probably a blur for you, um, which is good, I think, though. But it's a hell of it, an accomplishment. Yeah. You know, at your age. See, I wish I had started this when I was your age. But you're doing it now, so it doesn't but matter. But I'm doing it. And, and, you know, and that's what a lot of people, I have people that message me on a regular basis. So like age has really got nothing to do with it. Right. Especially when you see buddy guy who just turned 84 last year and he's still out there chomping at the bit mm-hmm. where you can get to it. Um, uh, it really is not an, an age related music. Sure. You know, like, you know, um, it, it's what you make of it. And, and I, I'm just, 
I was just deeply honored to be welcomed into the family and be a guest at the table um, and do and do my small part um, that now isn't so small anymore. Right. It's huge. You know, and, and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And who knows? Who knows where it'll go in the future? I don't. I certainly don't know. Uh, we didn't know after COVID last year if Buddy would renew the station mm. um, for, for 2021. Um, and they notified us at the end of the year and they were like, no, nah, man, things are great. You guys are doing a great job. He's very pleased. And um, again, I, I don't want anybody thinking I'm speaking for Buddy. Please know that I'm not. Um, but that's what I was told, that he was very happy and, you know, I'm knocking on wood that we're, we're still here today. We're still playing the blues. There you go, man. Well, yeah. Pat, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you, man. I, Christian, thank you so much, man. It was it was an honor to come back and uh, and do this. And let, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, we have to. Let's just get back to let's just do our job and get back to life music. Let's yeah, let's, man, let's do get that back first. to heaven. Let's get back to life. That's I like right. that. All righty, man. Take it easy. You too, brother. Have Alrighty. a good one. All righty, bye. There you have it, folks. Me and my buddy Pat, my blues brother Pat Quinn. If you enjoyed it, great. Be sure to follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you listen to the thing, right? The podcast, you can listen to our show. You're probably only going to choose one platform, but you get the point. If you have a friend who listens to a podcast, hey, what do you listen to, Google? Okay, uh, well, hey, you can listen to this one on Google, too. You have a friend who only listens to Stitcher? Hey, well, you can go to Stitcher. You can listen to this one, too. So you get the point. But uh, we're everywhere. Uh, You can find podcasts. We are there. So be sure to check it out. We'll see you next time here on the show, The Christian Hansen Show. But until then, stay safe and be well.